Hey, and welcome to episode 17 of Stops and Starts, a women's hockey podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Glavin. Well, good morning. Um, I was up late last night watching the Canada-Switzerland game, and while I know that it is not sustainable to do this for the whole Olympics, I did want to get on and share my reaction to game one. Canada won 12-1 to over Switzerland, and pretty much everything went right for them except for one thing, um, and that is that Melody Dao got injured. Um, I have not read yet how bad her injury is, if she'll be back or if she's out for the tournament. It looked bad um, insofar as she injured her shoulder from what it looked like, but it was just from her reaction where she looked like she was in a certain amount of pain and she went straight to the dressing room, um, which is never a good sign. So it was a fantastic night for Canada in terms of winning 12 to 1. But boy, um, if they pay the price of losing Dao, ouch, um, because they need her. She's a, a second line winger for their team. So um, in terms of the stars of the game, um, you know, there were so many goal scorers and point store scorers for Canada that you, you could honestly choose so many different people. But for me, I'm going to say Claire Thompson. She was the uh, defender on the part of the second pairing. She had a, it was her first Olympics. She's real young, recent graduate of Princeton University, one goal and four assists. Um, and I haven't really found a box score for the game yet. Um, but even mid-game, it was middle of the second period where I was like, wow, Thompson is having a night. You just noticed her jumping up in the play, getting deep in the zone, um, creating offensive opportunities for the forwards. And then another way that I mentioned or noticed her was um, sort of uh, early in the game, I think we saw the defense sort of really practicing like stretch passes, um, feeding the forwards kind of a zone or so ahead. Um, and uh, there was one play where Claire Thompson tried something. A Swiss player like intercepted it somehow you kind of saw Thompson's frustration on the ice and it was just like she went and got the puck right back and she was not deterred. She tried it again, another kind of fearless long pass to feed somebody to create offense. And you could just see the confidence, you know, and by the end of the game, I think she had one goal and four assists. So just a tremendous evening for her. Um, So I would put her as my first star. Second star, Sarah Fillier. Again, she had at least three points. She might have had four points, to be honest. Um, But what a statement by her. Again, she's an an active NCAA player, um, has a couple years, maybe even three years of eligibility left at Princeton. Um, Actually, I think it's two years. Uh, But Fillier is, of course, the breakout star that Canada has been touting. Um, and obviously her game on the ice has been speaking for itself as well. She came out, and on on the second shift of the game, her very first shift in the Olympics, she scored a goal. Um, she kind of was coming from behind the net. I think she was trying to feed the puck to Spooner in the slot, but somehow it popped up in the air. She just batted the puck out of the air uh, through Andrea Branley's legs and into the net, um, and like... If that wasn't enough, a few minutes later, Sarah Fillier scored the second goal for Canada um, at the Olympics. Just what an incredible start for the youngest player on Canada's team, 21-year-old Sarah Fillier. My third star is maybe a little unconventional in a game where there were so few shots against Canada, but I'm going to go with Anne-Renée Debien. Anne-Renée Debien, um, her and Mashmeyer 
are can probably Canada's starting goalies. It's hard to say who the starter is. And I'll be honest, even though I know like different things about them, you know, one's from Quebec, one's from Alberta, one went to uh, Wisconsin, one went to Harvard. Um, you know, I've never really been able to differentiate them in net. I, they're just both great goalies. But last night at the end of the second period, Anne-Renée Dambien made such a ridiculous save that I will... Um, it just made an image on me. And now I'm like, okay, now I have a idea of, in my head of, of Anne-Renée Dambien. Um, uh, she, so it was late in the second period, and um, there was a player all alone uh, to, to Anne-Renée Anne Dambien's left. Um, the Swiss somehow had some zone time in, in Canada's zone, and this player was so wide open. It was just like, okay, if they get the puck across to her, she's going to score. So sure enough, they got the puck across to her. The player cranked the puck at Debien. Debien, meanwhile, comes sliding across the crease, stacks the pad, does a bit of a windmill with one pad, and then kind of, I don't know if she caught the puck, but she at least like knocked it away with her glove. So that save was just a highlight reel save in a night where a goalie could have been ice cold. And certainly I was thinking, oh yeah, they're about to score here. So I'm going to go with third star and Renee Debien. Now, now that I have the... Uh, the most important things out of the fact, out, out of the way, the score, the stars, the injury. Um, I'll just talk a few other reactions to the game. So first of all, gotta love professional coverage. Uh, John Walton on the call and Angela Ruggiero doing um, color commentary. Ruggiero's hockey commentary is of course fantastic. Um, and I just like her, she's got a great personality. She's very bold out there, very comfortable. She makes jokes, It's I enjoy watching her. Um, interesting that she doesn't know the pronunciation of all the names, but um, hopefully that will come with time. Um, definitely, with, I mean, doesn't even need to be said. She's a great hockey mind um, and, and great, um, you know, just uh, a prominent person in women's hockey. So who better to have doing color for the game? Uh, one thing that was unfortunate was that going into the third period, I they didn't announce it, but they just switched the game to Peacock. So I'm sitting there going, oh, God, why is this intermission taking so long? Well, it's because the game had already started and it was now on Peacock and no longer on USA. So anyways, I found Peacock. Uh, there was only six minutes left in the third at that point, but whatever. Um, I missed the Swiss goal, which was, I would have liked to see that. And maybe, uh, maybe I'll find it at some point. But at any rate, um you know, other than having to switch to Peacock, it, it was it was nice coverage. The game started out in the first period. It kind of reminded me almost of like an old jalopy trying to like bunny hop slash get going across an intersection. The, the first period, you know, the first goal, there was like a 10 minute review after it. Um, then after that, we Emily Clark kind of, I don't know if she caught an edge or what happened, but she ran into Andrea Branley, knocked Branley's helmet off. There was another little delay. That was obviously not intentional. Um, and then the, the face-off right after that, somehow the players' helmets got attached to each other. And it was just like a comedy of errors. And you're like, oh, my God, let's get this going. I think the first period took 50 minutes maybe. So, um, but then that second period, and at the end of the first period, it was only 3 nothing. But then I tell you, that second period, it was like, there was no more jalopy, uh, things were rolling, and the Canadians were, I mean, it, the Canadians just went off in that second period. So um, they scored five goals in the second period. Um, and the thing about their scoring yesterday that I think uh, one takeaway 
if you're America or anyone who has to play Canada, it is, oh my God, the depth of this hockey team. They play, They scored 12 goals last night. I don't think the first line had a goal. And not only that, the third third and fourth line, let's call it, they produced at least six goals. Uh, Rebecca Johnson had two goals. Laura Stacy had two goals. Turnbull had two goals. Defenders were scoring. Um, I mean, it was just a wild night. Um, I'm thinking, I think off the top of my head, I think there was like at least three defenders that scored a goal. Ashton Bell, Aaron Ambrose, and Claire Thompson. Um, so the depth has got to be scary, but you also hope that people are looking at this and a little bit in defense of Switzerland and going, this is what you can see when you have a centralization. That's, you know, when you watch Worlds, you're always like, oh, these girls are good. When you watch the first game of the Olympics, and I think we'll see it again with the Americans today, it's mind-blowing to see like, wow, this is the impact of a centralization because the Canadians and the Americans are always just on a whole other level. Um, and, and you can tie that into the conversation about the fact that we don't know the potential of women's hockey yet because folks aren't doing it as a full-time job. But we get a hint at it when we, when we see these debuts after a centralization. It was also a reminder of just how good the best in the world are um, to see the Swiss completely neutralized out there. That was a pun. Um, knowing that Andrea Branley is one of the best goalies in the world, and she got destroyed. Uh, she, I mean, she made like 60 saves or something, but she's still, I mean, no one wants to let in 12 goals. Um, and she's one of the best goalies in the world. Like, she plays at Ohio State, and with the strength of her in net, and obviously the rest of her team, Ohio State's the second best team in the country. Um, Alina Mueller, who plays for Switzerland, when she's with Northeastern, Northeastern is one of the best teams in the country in NCAA. And yet you see that leaping quality of play when those world-class players have to play against Canada's best. And it just speaks to the incredible talent in the women's game that exists in these players who are post-college. So I just kind of wanted to give a head nod to that, head nod to the talent of the post-grad players, but also head nod to the impact of what a centralization can do. Natalie Spooner, uh, if we're going to talk about the the folks in the top six who did produce, you know, the first one obviously is Fillier, um, but everyone's been pumping her tires for months. We knew she was going to come out and shine. Natalie Spooner did great. She got two goals um, in just by being in front of the net, banging in rebounds. She plays on a line with Dao and Fillier, of course, and she has been given new life, I think, by playing with both Fillier and Dao. Um, and you know who she reminds me of? Is She actually reminds me right now of Hillary Knight, um, circa 2018 Olympics, 2018 Four Nations, and 2019 World Championship. Uh, Hillary Knight used to play on a line with Danny Cameronese, and Danny Cameronese was like the young player who was kind of buzzing, great in transition, just did a great job setting up Hillary Knight and getting Knight opportunities, and then Knight being the goal scorer she is, she would bang those in. Well, that's what Spooner reminded me of last night. You know, Spooner's getting older in her career, and the game is getting faster and faster, so I think um, the thing that Spooner used to do best was she would fly down the ice, drop her shoulder, cut to the net, and... Um, 
get a shot on net that way and, and, and often, you know, get, get goals or assists. Um, and the new young player who's playing that way is Grace Sumwinkle. But I don't want to get sidetracked. Um, I just want to mention how, you know, Spooner, she's kind of managed to evolve her game and kind of be like, yep, I'm now on a line with somebody who can really drive possession. We get um, zone time. We get set up. I sit in front of the net and I score goals. So good for Spooner. It was super awesome to see her score a couple of goals last night. I don't think Canada needs to be worried about this right now at all. Um, but let's talk about just the first line and how they did. They got shut down last night. Um, let's give credit to the Swiss for the work that they did shutting down that line of um, Poulin, Jenner, and Emily Clark. And then also that first line D pairing, uh, LaRock and um, Renata Fast. Uh, so the Swiss did the job on those guys. Again, the depth of Canada didn't matter. Um, but it was just interesting to see that those guys, you know, on a night when there was all this production, those guys didn't have any. Um, the one thing I will say, uh, I think Poulin had at least a point. Um, something that I think is interesting about Emily Clark, and I think this is going to be really just interesting to see how that first line goes, is I'm not sure that anyone anticipated Emily Clark would be on the first line for Canada going into the Olympics. It just kind of happened. Um, she had a fantastic world championships and a fantastic rivalry series. I don't think Victoria Bach necessarily, and again, maybe Bach is injured, um, but I don't know that Bach just didn't quite develop the way that they anticipated, and so Bach didn't end up making the Olympic team, and they kind of had her slotted in on that first line. It's worked out that Emily Clark is on the first line right now, and I think it's important for Canada that Emily Clark keeps being the Emily Clark that we saw at the World Championships and in the Rivalry Series, which is to say confident, a um, little bit gritty, but also like embracing the skills that she has as well. And then also just capitalizing on getting to play with the ridiculous skilled player in Poulin and Jenner. Um, I, I think, you know, we saw in the World Championships where, where Bach was struggling to just get over the hump and put pucks in the net or what have you. Um, eventually, in the world, in the gold medal game, Canada took Emily Clark, or sorry, in the gold medal game in the World Championships, they took Bach off the first line and they put um, Rattray in there. They plugged her in there and everything worked out. Canada eventually won in overtime. Um, so I just, you know, I think that's something to watch on the first line is, you know, Clark hasn't been there for very long. She's probably been there for half of rivalry series um, and now the Olympics. So it, very curious to see how that first line goes. The reality is that second line is buzzing. They're doing fine. And what a confidence boost for the third line and the first time Olympic defenders last night. So Canada's in great shape. Um, again, other than Melanie Daou last night and the uncertainty around her right now, I think Canada could not be happier with their start to the Olympics. So hopefully we'll get good news about Mel Melanie Daou today and we'll go from there. All right, pray for me, hockey fans. I need to drink so much coffee today. <laughs> um, and I also need to somehow stay off of the internet all day long and hope my husband doesn't tell me anything so that I can watch the USA game um, in a fun manner uh, after work and, and not already know everything. So, uh, 
Alrighty. Um, I was going to say happy Friday, but it's, it's not Friday yet, is it? Okay. Keep grinding. Have a good one. Thanks for listening.